packing it up. We're back after a couple week hiatus. Kevin Hurd, Marcus Wiegert, episode 27. Uh, Terrell Buckley, great punt returner in the preseason, according to some people. Uh, and then just never really made it after that, episode 27. But we're back. How does it feel? Episode 27, Patrick Taylor. Sure, we'll go Patrick Taylor. Yeah, Patrick Taylor. Recency bias. Um, yeah, feels yeah, recency bias. Feels good, man. Season two. Who would have thought? Season two can't make it without everybody who's listening. Um, still looking, God. still looking for a huge sponsor. Still looking for a huge sponsor. Uh, applications are on the website. You can find those if you need them. Uh, otherwise, you can just reach out directly to us. That's probably the best way to go. Um, yeah, March Madness is upon us. And I couldn't be more excited. We're not even talking hoops. No need to. No need to. We're locked no in. To. We're locked in on Packers football. No need to, considering we're a Packers podcast. Um, just a lot going on in March here. Uh, this is March 14th. We're recording this at about 9 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Uh, Marcus, you know we got a lot to uncover in this pod here. So you know I think the best way to break it down is is we're gonna play a little past, present, and future to kind of recap everything that's going on uh, with the green and gold here. So, you know, let's start, uh, let's start in the past. Um, probably the biggest story, which you might not think about um, the past couple of weeks was the Packers got a new special teams coordinator. That's huge news around here. Rich Basaccia. And he actually, he might be a better head coach than Matt LaFleur for all we know. I mean, he did a great job in uh, Vegas. He did. Um, he did. Yeah, I, I think there'd be a lot of skeptics to that take. But if you want to own that take, that's fine. Um, but, you know, obviously everybody clamored for Marie Drayton's job. And, you know, we don't like to see that in the industry, right? You know, we don't want people getting canned, but he was an obvious scapegoat. And, you know, you hope that the Packers would drastically improve in that area. But... Even if they're average, I think it's a drastic improvement. It was like a straight-up trade. Maurice Drayton is now a special teams coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Is he really? Wow. I did not know that. Yep. Insider info on this podcast. And I'm, and I'm happy for him because, again, I don't know if it was all his fault. You know, there's always a fall guy for something, which after probably season two here, I'll probably be the fall guy in this pod, and it'll just be you. But, you know, that's why we do it. Keep things interesting. Yeah, we got to keep things interesting. If that news happens, uh, I'm sure we'll be quick to report that. Uh, so that was kind of the biggest story of the past, you know, the obvious one that Packers fans all wanted. Uh, and then Nathaniel Hackett goes to Denver. So that kind of opened up a can of worms as far as speculation goes. You know, are they going to bring Rodgers in? They're bringing his guy. I mean, what do you what do you think about that move? Is he ready? Like, is it a good hire? Like, what's your opinion on that? I mean, I don't think I'm one to uh, make an opinion, but uh, I am one to make an opinion because we have this podcast. So Correct. Even yeah. if you don't ask for our opinion, we're going to get it. Yep. He sounds like he's ready based on everybody's feedback and obviously his lineage and his last name. So, I mean, I guess Denver was all in on him. Now, I really want to – I really wish, which we'll never know, but how much was Denver in on him with the hopes of maybe luring Rodgers as well? We'll never know, but – um, you know, they did sign a Packer today, Ben Braden. So they did get a Packer. 
Uh, we'll see how many more they sign over the next week or so here. But, uh, yeah, I think he's ready. And, obviously, they got Russell Wilson. So, you know, everybody's anointing them the AFC champs now. So, congratulations to Denver. Yeah, they're, they obviously, you know, did this with, with some moves uh, in mind. Uh, we'll kind of touch on, you know, the Wilson story uh, at the end here. But as far as Packer news, you know, Nathaniel Hackett out. Uh, Luke Getze out uh, to the Chicago Bears, unfortunately. Uh, but our guy, Adam Stenovich, is, is in a different driver's seat now. So he's still employed at Lombardi Avenue. So we got to feel good about that. I, would, I think we actually helped that promotion in some ways. We, you know, promoted him uh, probably more often than anybody else did. So uh, we should probably add that to our Twitter bio. Yeah, we should. We, we might have to do that by the end of the night here. Uh, some minor stuff that probably, you know, got swept under the rug and we're kind of going in chronological order here because, you know, that's what, that's what we do. We got the, we got the research team on it here. Uh, practice uh, squad signings. I know it's not huge news, but the Packers did keep, you know, some notable names, Kirk Benkert, Cole Van Lannan, the offensive lineman, and then Jack Heflin, the defensive lineman, you know, some of those guys got snaps during the year, particularly Heflin and, uh, we'll kind of talk about the Packers, you know, kind of draft outlook a little bit today. And then we'll obviously do some more draft podcasts in the future. But I think defensive line is something that they're really going to look at pretty closely. And considering Heflin got some snaps uh, during the year last year, who knows? Maybe he'll become an active roster guy. Yeah. And then Tom Clements, he's back. He's, uh, you know, getting close to 69 and 70 years old here at, at a young whippersnapper 68. But, you know, uh, Aaron clamored that, you know, it was he's like a, a father figure to him. So, I mean, maybe this is the guy who can get him to look at other options than, well, maybe we'll have to look at other options in 17. But we'll get it's, to that in a second. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I, I always think it's interesting, you know, in professional sports, whether it's, um, you know, particularly in basketball and also in football, you know, you see a lot of guys that follow coaches that they've had in the past. And, you know, I think Preston Smith, a lot of the talk, you know, this summer was, well, Preston Smith had an excellent season under Joe Barry. And then he comes back to Joe, we bring Joe Barry to Green Bay. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge, I was a huge Joe Barry fan right from the start. And um, yeah, you were, you know, Preston, Preston Smith, we'll obviously touch on him in a minute, but, you know, he got kind of immediate production being back in Joe Barry's system. And, and you know, Rodgers has been on record in the past as far as, you know, the Packers letting guys go, like, you know, Alex Van Pelt, who I think is in Cleveland now, their offensive coordinator. Am I right on that? Yep. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of interesting for all these, you know, professional guys. You know, like I said, particularly in basketball and football that kind of travel with these coaches to kind of rejuvenate their careers a little bit, uh, kind of up their value, which we've talked about with Preston Smith. And, and we'll talk about that uh, coming up. Kind of lastly, you know, stuff that we expected, uh, but two, you know, kind of major contract restructures of, of Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari, both of those for double digits. Kenny Clark, uh, around $10.8 million, and David Bakhtiari, around $11.5 million to kind of kind of help ease that cap situation. You know, just, just based on everything going on with the Packers, which we'll talk about now in the present section, like, I mean, we do a, we do a podcast. We're pretty informed. We stay up on stuff. I don't even know if the cap exists. Like, are, are you and I, because we're on the affiliated with the Packers, are we on the cap? How does this work? Russ Ball's a genius. There is a cap. Uh, I only had 
Bakhtiari down for about 9.2. So I don't know where you got that 11 from, but you know, I will go with yours. Um, Aaron Jones, don't forget, save three mil there. Yeah, uh, correct. But yeah, going to your question, I mean, I think it's real. I mean, obviously, New Orleans is in a world of hurt right now. I mean, you can push out for so long and eventually it's going to catch up. So yeah, it's real, dude. Everybody thinks it's fake. Yes, it is a real thing, and that and that brings us to the present. I mean, what a what a month March has been. I mean, you've been clear about your stance on this, but at this point, there's probably nothing that you can do. But number twelve coming back, probably, is he though? Is he though? Because he put it on right, Twitter, but he didn't I sign anything. What's going on? I here? know there is there is some speculation there, and I'm not sure if this is how they wanted to do it, but. We don't have any numbers in the Aaron Rodgers contract situation and the flurry of moves that the Packers have made in the past two, three days. It's hard to know where they're at because you don't know where he's at with his cap number, but they clearly feel like they're going to be in a better spot. So if it's a team friendly deal, how how are you feeling about that? I want to see the numbers. I wish we had the numbers because our pod would instantly become number one. Um. I'm still same stance, dude. Wish they would have moved on. Team friendly. I just, I don't buy it. He's obviously going to get paid. He deserves the money. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of what they're trying to do, I mean, if he wants the money, that's great. But you know who's not going to get the money? 17. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I think the natural instant reaction for people is, is they want to go on Twitter and, and look at these, you know, numbers, you know, DeAndre Campbell, which we'll talk about in a second, you know, his numbers jump off the page, right? Five years, 50 million, you know, but in reality, it's potentially only a two-year deal where he gets, you know, 20 something, Um, you know, his cap hit only goes up a million and a half this year. So it's just all these fine details within NFL contracts of how teams can, you know, incentivize people, workout bonuses, you know, roster bonuses, you know, all this stuff. And, and so the, the numbers really do jump off the page. But, I mean, tell the whole story. Uh, it, it's just we're not quite sure how those look yet until we get the full details. So um, biggest, know, Rod- biggest win of the offseason, though, was signing Devondre Campbell today. Biggest win right there. Yeah, like like I mentioned, you know, five years, fifty million. You know, in reality, I believe he is getting. I saw. I think he's getting at least twenty two through the first two years. I could be wrong on that, but uh, I, I think we're still kind of working through those details here. But um, yeah, I mean, he was just a huge addition for them. You know, there was some talk, some rumors that the Packers were interested in other linebackers, um, but I mean, he was just a huge part of their success last year. So. You know, good for him, good for the Packers to bring him back. So they have the Rodgers contract looming overhead, and that kind of affects everything else. And like you mentioned, you know, there's a guy, number 17, Devontae Adams, who wants to get paid. You know, they franchise tagged him. He says he doesn't want to play on the tag. You know, what, what are your – I mean, how do you think that's shaken out? I think he deserves the money. I just don't think Green Bay should give him the money. So at this point, you know, let a team – I mean, I'm honestly willing to let the guy walk. I think there's some ways that you can, you know, Green Bay could match a contract. And then if the other team wants to jump them and get some picks back and sure, that's, that's nice. I just, I'm intrigued from the standpoint of, as you've know, my stance of the NFC divisional game, you know, life without Devante has been pretty good to Green Bay, which is, is it just kind of a coincidence 
or is there really something there where the offense actually has to flow the way it's supposed to? So, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I have a feeling Green Bay is going to try to give him the money, and I think that's going to be the biggest cluster F in the world because, you know, Preston restructures, saves $8 million. They let go of Billy Turner, let go to Zadarius, which we kind of knew was going to happen with those two. Um, still $22 million over the cap. Still have to figure out a way to pay Jair because he plays – the second toughest position in the NFL next to quarterback. Um, and then maybe there's some restructures they can do with Amos, Lowry, assuming Crosby's gone, assuming Cobb gets cut and maybe comes back on a, a cheaper deal if he wants to. But I just think, I don't know, at this point with Devontae, I mean, yeah, he deserves the money. He's, he's worth it. But I don't think Green Bay needs to or should pay him that amount. Yeah, you, you cut into a lot of the future topics we're going to talk about. You're on your game tonight, which is great. Um, always on your game, I should say. It's just been a while. It's been a while since we've done an episode, you know. Um, but I've been, know- I've, I've been pushing this episode off because the last time we were on here, I was so depressed. You know, it was just uh, it wasn't good. You're right. You kind of get, you know, you're hesitant to do another episode for fear of something happening. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that I will note, uh, and you said it, and it actually happened with the Packers a couple of years ago, is, you know, if a team does come in and offer Devontae Adams a contract, you know, the Packers can match that, whatever those terms are. And, you know, he would obviously have to choose to sign the contract. But, you know, a couple of years ago, the Packers did that with Kyle Fuller in Chicago. Uh, Goody put, you know, an offer towards him and and, you know, the Bears ended up signing him for probably more than he was worth. It was kind of a kind of a shrewd move by our guy, BG. But uh, I, I don't foresee that happening because I think it's going to be a market setting deal. And I don't know where teams think the numbers are going to be at or should be at. You know, it's all about setting the market in the NFL. You know, we see it with quarterbacks all the time. You know, Patrick Mahomes getting his and, you know, who knows what Rodgers is doing. I mean, the initial terms set out were record-breaking market-setting stuff and and if if that's what those guys want like that's that's how the contracts kind of shake out but um yeah it'll be interesting you know Devontae can basically not play for as long as he wants you know kind of heading into the season so it'll be interesting to to follow that um you mentioned you know some other guys you know Zadarius Smith Billy Turner out extension of Preston Smith I just want to touch on you know that really comes down it's probably a one or two year deal you know if you look at the details you know he's he's obviously sticking around to you know get a little bit of extra money but um you know i i'd like to think he's back to try and help us win some more games so um the devil's always in the details there and then you mentioned the jair extension you know there's also been some talk of russell douglas coming back and like i said is the cap real? Like what, what's going on here? How do we get, how do we get this done? I, I have no idea. Let's play a game here real quick off the cuff. We didn't talk about this in pre-production. Alan Lazard's restricted. We assume he's going to be back because at this point doesn't look like we have any receivers otherwise, other than Amari Rogers. So let's pencil him in. You started with Rasul, MVS, Lucas Patrick, Shannon Sullivan, Robert Tanyan, Kevin King, our guy, Whitney Merciless. a lot of love on this show. Whitney Merciless, Tyler Lancaster, Corey Baroquez, Dennis Kelly, and Nickwis, or I'm just going to call him ESP. I can't say his first name. And Equinemius, St. Brown. Equinemius, thank you. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Twelve guys. I'm going to say a name. 
we're both gonna we're gonna pre- we're gonna predict these out because there's 12 guys out there that within the next two weeks most of these guys are gonna make a decision. Oren Burks might still be out there. Um, oh, in or out, in or in out is what we're playing, right? In or okay. out. All right, you you tell me, and then and then we'll give answers. Okay, Russell Douglas. In. I'm saying out. MVS. Out. Out. I'm saying as well, which hurts me, but it's the truth. Lucas Patrick. Out. I'm saying in. Shannon Sullivan. Out. I'm going to say in. Robert Tanyan. I'm going to say out. I'm going to say out too. Wow. Yep. Kevin King. Elaborate on these. Let's, let's keep going. That's okay. Kevin King. In. I'm going to say out. Whitney Merciless. Out. I'm going to say in. Tyler Lancaster. In. I'm going to say in as well. Corey Baroquez. In. In as well. Dennis Kelly. In. I'm going to say out. ESB. I'm going to say in. I am too. Oren Burks. I am going to say in. I'm going to say out. All right, Kevin. So as we uh, tally here, you said Rasul, Kevin King, Tyler Lancaster, Corey Baroquez, Dennis Kelly, ESB, and Oren Burks, which is last time I checked with my master's degree, that's six out of 12. That's six out of 12. Yeah. I mean, just to touch on a few, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I think defensive line help uh, for Kenny Clark is going to be pretty high on the agenda, especially in the draft. Um, But, you know, I think they're going to bring back guys on the cheap and then they're going to draft some guys. And I think Jack Heflin fits in that scenario. And then with Tyler Lancaster, I'm not sure, you know, how big of a market there is for him, but I think the Packers like him. They brought him back a couple of times. Um, I think Dean Lowry is due for a contract restructure. So I think they're going to try and stay cheap on the defensive line. So that's why I feel Lancaster is going to be there. Oren Burks has been a special teamer. I know they're rehauling special teams, but he's kind of been a consistent guy on that unit as far as, you know, both return uh, coverages, punt and kick. You know, I feel like they're going to bring him back for some consistency in that unit. And then, um, it's MVS or ESB, you know, I, I, I think MVS is based on some contracts that have, have happened today. I think he's going to get between eight, 9 million a year. And so I think that's too expensive for the Packers. So I think ESB is kind of a cheaper alternative. He's been banged up. I think they're going to hope that he's healthy and, and kind of roll with him. Uh, and then Rasul Douglas, I think has just kind of been a, you know, he's kind of one of those cult hero guys. I think guys rally around them and I think they understand maybe how important he is. Could he get too expensive, you know, potentially, but I think they want him to be in. And who else did I say? Kevin King. Yeah. Got to support the guy in the pot. I mean, geez, what am I going to kick him to the curb? Like I'll, I'll stay with him, but I also think that I don't know how big of a market there's going to be for him. Uh, Chandon Sullivan. I think he's going to be out because I think uh, they're going to bring back um, St. Charles. Uh, They're going to put him in a spot to, to play. Nice job. You did a good job remembering those off the top of your head, dude. You are locked in this offseason. It's almost like we've been doing this pod for 27 episodes. If you go back and you listen to the first ones, I didn't really know how long this was going to make it because we just didn't jive. We really got we really got things locked in. Uh, just mind quickly, Lucas Patrick, 
I think he's a guy he knows uh, Green Bay so well, loves Rodgers. Shannon Sullivan, I'm not a huge fan of, but I think Green Bay is. Whitney Merciless, I think, is a guy who probably could get some more money, but got hurt. He's older. I think he wants to try to find a way to win a ring. He'll take less. Lancaster, your thoughts are exactly the same. Baroquez, I mean, how could we not? We called that guy a year ago. Um, and then ESB, I think, over MVS, to your points as well with um, – you know, MVS is, it sounds like he's got a lot of suitors out there. I mean, it sounds like uh, Las Vegas, Chicago, I think Indy, Houston. Um, so, yeah, I actually had six of them too. So, we'll see how those shake out here over the next few weeks. Yeah, just another note on Lucas Patrick. You know, I, I, I think that, you know, I said Dennis Kelly in and Lucas Patrick out because I feel like, you know, they obviously just let Billy Turner go. And he's kind of been that swing tackle, you know, guard position. I think Nijman is going to take over a tackle. So I think you need a backup tackle. And that's why I went with Kelly. And I think the Packers have done pretty well in the draft as far as drafting interior guys. So, you know, they also have Van Lannon on the practice squad, which we touched on. I mean, he projects kind of, you know, potentially as a guard, you know, those guys that maybe are tackles in college that they move, you know, inside the Packers have done pretty well with those guys. So I, I thought those moves were, you know, those practice squad moves, I think, had meaning, obviously. You know, you have to sign those guys at that time. But I think Heflin and Van Lannan maybe could get some snaps. Who knows? So we go into the draft now, and this is kind of our Wait, we didn't talk. We didn't, talk, we didn't talk about Robert Tanyan. We saved the biggest for last. He's gone, dude. He's gone. I just don't. I know that that might shock some people, but I, I just – I think that based on the year he had previously – I think he's going to ask for money that, you know, the Packers have always played hardball in this situation, you know, and I don't know what the market for him is going to be. You know, he's 27, I believe. Correct. And coming off of an ACL, you know, he kind of really only had one productive season. And, and I don't think that, I think the Packers have always played hardball in that situation. And if a team wants to take a chance on him, they'll pay him the money and the Packers won't. There's only so much money to go around. Right. I mean, the salary cap is real, even though I know you maybe you enjoy fantasy football and you enjoy, you know, kind of being the guy that just wants to take all the superstars and somehow make it on his roster. And it's just not reality. So I don't know. I think they'll end up drafting a tight end early, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, that but, kind of kind of a perfect segue into our, our future kind of section. So, you know, well, you said in the was it the last podcast? I think it was the last pod you had talked about them going defense in multiple rounds early on. Do you still hold that truth? Yeah, I do. I, I think they're going to go. I think they're going to go defense the first two rounds, I think particularly on the edge. And, you know, it's just so hard to know. I mean, one of the things we had on our notes here is, is, you know, what does, you know, cause free agency usually sets the tone for the draft for a lot of people. You know, if the Packers are truly all in, like they say they are, you know, you can look at these teams in the past that have been all in and really they go into the draft and they just draft for need because they have all their other spots filled and they just look at what they need and they just pick guys in those slots. Um, the Packers have really kind of always been a best player available type team. And so who knows, are they going to switch up their strategy? I'm not sure, but Zedarius being gone, I think they're going to take an edge guy. There's a lot of edge guys in this draft, which we'll cover in future podcasts. And I wouldn't be shocked if they took a linebacker early with their second round pick. 
Um, and then maybe go receiver and some offensive linemen in there, which is kind of classic Packers. Yeah, I, I think this is the year they finally go with a receiver early because they obviously are going to need a receiver. And, you know, there's a new GM. Um, his name is Aaron Rodgers. So he took over last year and, uh, you know, doing a little pro football network uh, live draft here. Um, and this is the first one I've done. And it looks like. The rest of the country is doing brackets right now. And you're doing simulated live mock drafts. Yeah, I, I'm so done with, you know, the basketball world and, and, and my past. Um, you know, that's, that's how we connected. But now we connect on a deeper level. And it's, it's green and gold. There's no other colors involved. And so I'm hoping if they could get, I don't know if Traylon Burks is going to last from Arkansas. Dude is super tall, rangy, great athlete. Um, you know, some people were talking Chris Olave. I don't know if he lasts that long either. Some said Jamison Williams, who got hurt in the, in the bowl game for Alabama. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I just think that they're going to end up going receiver in some route. Yeah, as far as needs for the draft, I actually listed wide receiver as the first need considering how their roster looks. But uh, I also, you know, had defensive linemen kind of after that. And then I had tight end. So, you know, if they don't bring back uh, big Bob Tanyan, I think tight end is, is obviously, you know, a huge deal. I mean, you know, I don't know how much people talked about kind of his absence last year. I know we mentioned that on this pod, but it really changed kind of their offense. You know, you're, you're bringing back DeGuara from the same knee injury that Tanyan suffered, a, a torn ACL, and you're trying to work him into the offense. And Mercedes Lewis, you know, you love him for everything that he does, but he's not a guy that's going to stretch the middle of the field. And I, I think that really kind of changed, you know, their offense. They were obviously a still good good team, and, and they had plenty of things going on. And um but the year before, when they had Tanyan playing the way he did, there were just games where they were just unstoppable. And in the playoffs, I think they really missed him. And so we'll see kind of what they do with him. But, yeah, I had wide receiver, defensive line, you know, tight end and, and offensive line as far as needs for the draft. So the draft is, is always my favorite event uh, every year. So I'm excited for that. My other thought is do they trade back maybe because of all these salary issues and try to save some money and – acquire some more picks. I don't know. I guess it depends on, you know, what your buddy, uh, the GM signs for here in the next, whoever knows how long and um, see where we're at that way. But it's every year, it seems like it's a unique situation, but I think this year is even more unique. Well, it, it's always going to come down to quarterbacks, right? And the Packers have that luxury. Well, I shouldn't say maybe luxury, but we're just kind of used to them always picking within the last six picks of the draft in the first round every year. And that's quite the hot spot for teams picking early in the second to, you know, trade up and, and get a quarterback. And then the Packers love to sit on those early second round picks another day and, and figure out where to go from there. But no, I, I think your thought is a great one considering everything they, they have, uh, you know, invested in all the players that they bring back, you know, they can't afford to maybe pay a guy a first round contract. So if they, you know, trade back or, potentially you know trade up and get rid of other picks to not pay you know have a large draft pool as far as money you know maybe they trade up for a guy and, and they don't pick in the third or and fourth round something like that I'm not quite sure what they're going to do but uh there's always plenty of speculation and that's kind of what makes it fun I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something I'm gonna throw something out here to you 
because we all know your stance, okay? But the Packers are in all-in mode, okay? And you mentioned, you know, we have Aaron Rodgers, the GM now, and I'm asking you to take all of your personal biases out of here, which I know might be difficult, but the Packers step up and they make their first round pick and hopefully it's a guy that we like and it's the early second round and there's a guy that you like that's there if you're the gm are you taking a call on jordan love for a high second round pick no that's going to happen beforehand you think it's going to happen in the first round no i think it's going to happen before the draft if it happens at all i don't think they're going to because again he's He's not counting for as much in the books yet. You don't know what's going to happen with Rodgers and the guy can go out there and get hurt the first game. So I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, it's going to happen before the draft. They're not going to wait until draft day and pull that. Yeah, because I'm glad that we touched on this topic, and I'm glad that you said that because a lot of people out there are, well, now we have Rodgers. Like, we just need to trade Jordan Love. And based on his rookie contract, trading him would not really affect the cap at all. So people need to understand that. And it's just really hard because you don't know how the draft is going to shake out because it's all determined by quarterbacks. Once that first quarterback goes, it's always like, I mean, you can just see, uh, you can just see the moves that people make and kind of the anticipation that follows is when that first quarterback is drafted in the first round, teams start to make some moves, think about making moves. It's really fun to watch. And it, it all depends on how those things shake out. You know, if there's a quarterback that somebody really likes at the end of the first round, the Packers could trade back. You know, if there's all the quarterbacks get taken before that, and there's somebody who like Jordan Love that has a high second round pick and those conversations are probably being had, but I know it was hard for you to take your personal biases out of there, but I had to ask, I had to throw it out there. I think the Packers are giving themselves a two year window. I don't think it's any longer than that based on, you know, the deals that Campbell have signed, you know, Preston Smith, and we're kind of waiting on the Rogers terms too. You know, I think it's, I think the Packers have really set themselves up for a two-year window and considering everything else that's going on in the NFC, you're sitting pretty based on the, the rest of the conference. Now, obviously Tom Brady throws a wrench into that, which we probably knew was common, but the Packers are clearly one of the better teams at least for the foreseeable future with, uh, you know, just plenty of stories and odd things and anticipation kind of, you know, going on for the next couple of months. I mean, we don't know what San Francisco is going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, is Trey Lance taking there? How are they going to be? Um, is the so Sean Watson going to play in Carolina or New Orleans? Right. So that's kind of transitioning into, you know, we're, we're kind of wrapping up the pod here, but just kind of a quick recap of, of, you know, other NFL news. We are a Packers podcast, but the Packers are part of the NFL. So, you know, I think we need to kind of touch on some all league stories. So kind of really quickly, your thoughts, Russell Wilson to Denver. What do you think? Give us a brief synopsis, your opinion. I think it's great for Denver. I think uh, we'll help him a ton, but also that is might be, I don't know, the toughest division in football, maybe. It's a bold statement, but could be. I just think if you're Seattle, I don't know how you don't get Patrick Satan Jr. back in that trade. Uh, I, I don't see how you get their most promising young player 
for the most important position in football and a guy in Russell Wilson, who I know he's never received an MVP vote, but I think that's kind of been, you know, a tale of the team he plays for and the NFC West has been a really strong division. So, uh, but, but I think Russell Wilson, when he's healthy, he's a really good player and it's the most, you know, quarterback is the hardest position to figure out. And so if you're Seattle, I don't know how you don't get a guy like that in return. Yeah. So no, it's interesting. I mean, trades, trades, I feel like always comes down to who gets the best player, but if you're Seattle and you're rebuilding, I like the package that they got back, but uh, like I said, I don't understand how they don't get Patrick Sertan Jr., uh, the rookie corner from last year who, who kind of had an outstanding season. So, um, okay, that was good. Carson Wentz uh, to the Washington Commanders. We got to remember that they're the commanders on this pod. They got no clue. It's a lost cause there until Daniel Snyder sells the team. I just want to say great for Indianapolis to get something back for a guy that everybody knew that they didn't want. Uh, I feel like the commanders, like you said, it's kind of an act of desperation a little bit, you know, a guy that was, did get some MVP votes uh, feels like four or five years ago. Um, You know, so there is a potential ceiling there, but you could just tell that, you know, I feel like his best years are potentially behind him. So Good for Indianapolis, kind of a sleeper team to at least get something back uh, in return for them. Um, the Chicago Bears, the boys uh, from south of the border, trading Khalil Mack to the Los Angeles Chargers. Don't know if they know what they're doing either. New regime. Who is they? Chicago Bears, man. Don't know if they know what they're doing. New regime, but same problems. Well, we kind of just – assume that on this pod but yeah I agree it's hard to justify you know what they did I mean I felt like when he was on the field he was productive but that was the hardest part and and giving up all those first round picks and and really kind of trading him for nothing you know on the back end uh good for LA and a title defense Uh, I think that means Von Miller is is basically gone uh the Packers have supposedly then in those conversations, but I feel like the Packers are in every conversation. So we have no idea kind of what's going to happen there. Uh, Kirk Cousins is getting extended by the Minnesota Vikings. I guess good for Kirk. That guy's made a lot of money. He likes that. He loves that. You might say. Um, Yeah. He likes that. Yeah. That was really good. Um, But I, I just think, So kind of, you know, we talked about the Bears. We talked about Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I mean, just the overall state of the NFC North, we really are in pretty rare territory where there's four teams in the division, and I feel like three of them are rebuilding. It's like rinse and repeat. Am I wrong on that? No. It's like rinse and repeat. It's just, yeah. Well, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, traditionally you know they they give the Packers some games and and I bet the games will be competitive this year but you know this is our job is the offseason to look into everybody's moves and kind of get a sense of direction as to where they're going and and Kirk Cousins has done a lot as far as strapping the Vikings in terms of financial flexibility and what they can do to kind of build the rest of their team up and you already touched on it the Bears have a new coach new GM Trading Khalil Mack, it kind of feels like they're cleaning house and, and the Lions are – the Lions might be the second most promising team in the division. That's they what really, I'm thinking, yep. 
yeah. So, you know, it, it, that's obviously Rogers saw that and I'm, I hopefully he saw that and could figure out like, Hey, I can still win a lot of games here and, and we can, you know, hopefully make a deep playoff run. But I also feel like Tom Brady saw that too. He looked around the division and, you know, looked at the NFC North. Well, there's three teams I don't have to worry about. And then, you know, the, the NFC East, I think the most, uh, you know, tantalizing team is probably the Philadelphia Eagles, right? With three first round picks in this year's draft. You know, you mentioned Deshaun Watson earlier on the show. Saints, Carolina, he's meeting with. I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia came in and, and made a late swap for him. You know, I, I think that they have some good players in some positions, but it is kind of tempting to use three first round picks and put it put weapons around Jalen Hurts or build the lines and, and see what you got with them. Yeah. I mean, you trade those three picks and you trade Jalen Hurts for them, get back a couple late round picks and Deshaun Watson, you go all in on receivers in the draft and they got a chance to compete for, I mean, hosting a playoff game. I mean, they're not that bad. So it's, uh, I mean, the NFC is so weak from a quarterback standpoint. We were texting about that a little bit the other day. It's, it's really bad. I mean, you look at the AFC and, not just the AFC West, but you look at Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, uh, Mac Jones within New England, um, Mitchell Trubisky in Pittsburgh. I mean, you look at some of these guys and it's like just completely different on the NFC side. Free agency, day one, just instantly instantly stealing all the uh, March Madness headlines. Yeah, it is, but that's how the NFL operates. They're they're always stealing headlines. And, and I'm just really excited to get into the draft. We love the draft on here. But the draft is kind of more exciting when you know you got a team that is going to be in contention. And, you know, all those little moves kind of add up. And, and Packers fan base is obviously well-informed anyway. So every move counts. And, and so I'm just really excited to kind of see what they do. And, of course, we sit here and, and we have no idea what they're going to do. And that's the, that's the fun part about the draft. So I'm excited. A uh, lot of info in this pod. We covered a lot here. Covered a lot of ground as we always do, and we'll be back here in a month with our in-depth draft preview, where we'll really go all in on the draft. And uh, Kevin will tell you who the Packers are going to draft in the first round, like you did last year. It's a great time of year. Excited to be back. Thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, more Packers moves coming up. We'll see if we can get onto the cap by Wednesday.